Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this inspirational episode. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes, you are missing out on some really valuable tips and action steps that you can make to conquer the negative talk. Some of our most recent episodes include Mandy Young, a national speaker, sharing her story to many about how attitude is everything and Elliot Costello who is globally raising awareness for child abuse if you have gleaned any value from any of our amazing guests so far visit liptalknation.com and there you'll find more resources such as our coaching blog and much much more on our show today our guest is no stranger to the music world she's a singer songwriter national speaker and author of the road to becoming this happy fun loving high-spirited woman loves spreading joy wherever she goes Jenny Simmons is most known for the band Addison Road and shares her superpower of communicating through storytelling and songs. I cannot wait for you Lip Talk Nation to get to know Jenny, but before we get into her story, I want to give a warm welcome to Jenny Simmons. Welcome to Life in Purple. How are you, Jenny? Hi, I am so good and so excited to be here today. Well, we are excited that you are with us today. I've read your book, and I know your story. I've seen you in person singing, and I cannot wait to share what I know about you. So before we get started in the interview, I would love for you, Jenny, just to tell us how you got your start. So maybe where you're from and Mm -hmm. what that journey was like to get started in the music industry. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just a little girl who grew up singing in my hairbrush, honestly, in my bathroom. And um, I grew up on Whitney Houston and Amy Grant. And uh, I just, I sang in hairbrushes and in my garage. And I went to college with a plan for my life. And it was not to do music. You know, it's one of those kind of far-off dreams. But it was never anything that I thought I could actually pull off or accomplish. It was just one of those things tucked away in my soul that, like, you know, I would go to concerts growing up. And I would leave in tears. Everybody else was like jumping, mosh pits, and excitement, and something about what they were communicating on stage, like what music did to people's souls, it wrecked me. And so, I, you know, as young as like sixth, seventh grade, I would leave concerts literally like in tears just because I, the experience was so overwhelming for me. Um, and so, and that's that sort of musically what was tugged away inside me, but I never thought, you know, I could actually do that. And so I just, I went to university to study and, you know, figured I'd get a real job and get, you know, health insurance and a 401k plan and all those things. And I met this guy and fell in love and we started um, a really terrible band. It was, we made the worst music. And, um, but by the time we finished college, 
we had been making music together for three years, and my husband, uh, my boyfriend at the time and I got married, and um, we just decided, you know what, we're going to give it a shot. So we um, we played these terrible shows all over the state of Texas. We'd play like Friday nights for youth at these little tiny rundown clubs, and um, just and wrote the worst songs, but we loved it, and we loved what we were doing, and we just kept fighting for it and getting better, and we just decided out of college, like we'll give ourselves two years to see if we can make anything of this and literally we get to the end of the two years and we have um decided okay um all of our other friends are becoming successful young adults and we're living together with an entire band um in a little tiny duplex and it's probably time for us to move on and that's when the first record deal offer came through Wow. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> you, you gave us a mouthful already, Jenny, but I really want to yes. point out before we continue to Lip Talk Nation, because yeah. you were really talking about your passion and you went yeah. for it. And I know some of the listeners right now have a passion and they're not going for it, but you at mm. such a young age, sixth and seventh grade, you're talking about walking away from a concert, you know, crying and moved and I want right. to ask Lip Talk Nation out there, how many of you are mm-hmm. like that? And I and it doesn't have to be, you know, with music, but I want right. I want people to follow their passion. You know, that's what Life in Purple is all about. So, Jenny, you just pointed right. out something huge to me that you are setting the example mm-hmm. for already. I know you mentioned, right. you know, you, you lived with your band for a while and expected to do the grown-up thing, but right. I really admire you for continuing mm-hmm. to follow your passion, which was music. And then you mentioned, oh my goodness, you mentioned you got your first record deal after the two <laughs> years, right at the end. And I believe that's right. a God thing. You know, how exciting yeah. is that? So yeah. you wrote the book, The Road to Becoming, which is a phenomenal right. story. But in your book, Jenny, you share how you used almost anything as a microphone. And you just mentioned that. Will you tell us a little bit more about what that was like or maybe how your passion for music began? Yeah, um, I grew up just hearing my dad singing and I grew up in church. And so for me, church was the place where I connected music and, and music connected the dots for me. So a lot of times like if a sermon or the words of an adult didn't resonate with me or, you know, just I totally because my attitude or whatever just flew over me. Um, I just realized really early that a song could do something that that nothing else could quite do, you know. And uh, I was even watching the show a few weeks ago, and it was uh, North Korea, and it was the New York Philharmonic going over to play with North Korea's um, orchestra, and and the orchestra members weeping because there's something that can't happen between our two nations, but that but music can bridge that gap. And and so I think from a really young age, I realized. Music bridges gaps, and there was something about that that was so intense for me. And so for me, church was, at a really early age, a place where I could go and dig into music and a place where I could go and practice, too. You know, I I grew up um, wanting to sing, and I had some people in my church who were older, and they would just say, you know what, honey, the best place to practice music is on old people at the nursing home because they love you no matter what. They can't hear a thing you're singing anyway, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) They're just happy you're there, you know, and so... I did. I would go to the nursing home twice a month, and I would sing for these old people who could care less what I was singing because they can't hear me anyways. They just smiled. They're the best audience ever and gave out hugs, and they just wanted somebody there to love them. But even that, even in some of their senile states as very old, old people, there was a bomb that music brought. And um, and to me, there is a bomb that music brings 
to our hearts and our souls and it mends things in a way that I don't think anything else does. Jenny, it sounds like you got some pretty great advice, you know, at a young mm-hmm. age to go and practice on old people and we make light of them. But I'm, I, I can relate so much, you know, right here also because you can connect with music and it, you, like you said, music connects the dots. And even right. as you were practicing on those old people, I'm sure you continue to get better and better because of the experience, you know, and your mm-hmm. perseverance. Jenny, thank you yeah. so much for sharing that because, you know, music is, you know, the universal language. So even if you don't yeah. understand the words, the instruments yeah. underneath of it connect us mm-hmm. together. What a great yeah. point. Lip Talk Nation, did you catch that? Music connects the dots. All right. So many people, Jenny, would define that as success to know that your songs were being played on the radio and often. So that's successful right. to a lot of people. So that's their definition for you. But right. <laughs> yeah, as you mentioned in your book, I know mm-hmm. that you share a few obstacles that you had to overcome while achieving mm-hmm. the success. And I've heard your story in person as well. So will you explain to the listeners what some of those obstacles include? Yeah, the moment you hear your your voice on a radio for the t- first time, you just think, oh my gosh, what's happened here? And I think it's so crazy what we do as as humans because... Um, while other people might hear that and think, well, that, that's a success, I think you arrive at those moments and you don't know whether to call it a success yet or not. Like, well, if, if this happens next, then it's a success, you know? And so I, I, I think I lived under that for a while. And, um, and I, what I love about my journey the past five years is that I've untangled myself from that way of living is, is what happens next is success instead of just looking at the moment at hand and saying, you know, what? I'm alive and breathing. That's success. For today, that's good. Um, and what got me to that place is that um, I was, you know, we were chasing a dream and we had this record deal and we put out albums and we uh, we were upwards of like 150,000 albums sold and doing sold out shows and number one singles on radio and, um, and everything in a sense began to unravel and the unraveling was about a year long and it was a lot of loss, just loss after loss after loss. So we, we traveled in a 16 passenger van with a trailer and all of our stuff in it. I mean, we were an old school band and, um, and that van and trailer, all of our gear, instruments, everything was stolen twice in a row from different parking lots in different cities. And so we, we lose all that and then we recover it all and we're promptly like two months later in a head on collision. We lose it a third time. And then we, um, we're still trying to, you know, keep it together, keep moving forward. So we rent an RV to go out on this final tour that we have contracted for, and the RV blows up and burns to the ground. And we lose everything. By this point, we have no insurance. And so when that when it blows up and burns to the ground, we lose everything. We lost $300,000, and really, we just lost our footing. And so it was, it was almost as if I had watched the dream unfold, and I was living in the midst of it, and then very slowly... I stepped back and watched as it began to unravel in front of my eyes. Jenny, I really want to take a moment and reach out to Lip Talk Nation because of your vulnerability right here. Look at you, you know, to people's definition, you were successful. However, right. you you hid this well from a lot of people, I know, until you yeah. wrote your book because you lost your equipment four times. 
four times. Right. It wasn't just once, you know, stolen <laughs> two times. And then the right. third time was the head-on collision. And by the time right. you lost it the fourth time, you said you had no insurance. So I know that, you know, when you shared your story um, a couple weeks ago and I heard you, that mm-hmm. you hit bottom, basically. Yeah. Or you felt like yeah. you hit bottom. But I do want to point out something so positive that you said. Lip Talk Nation, mm-hmm. you know, as we define our success, in so many different ways, but she untangled herself from that mindset because she was living, okay, what's next? What's next? That's what I heard, Jenny. And I really appreciate you saying that because that relates to me personally. And I love that because that's something that I struggle with. Okay, what's next? What's next? And you untangled it. And what a beautiful description that you just said, untangle yourself from this mindset. So for our listeners that are going through their own obstacles, Jenny, and and they have struggles, what did you do to overcome Mm -hmm. the fact that now your band was splitting up? And as you mentioned, you were beyond broke. And uh, I just want to know how you overcame those obstacles. Absolutely. I don't know if I said that or not. After the RV blew up and burned to the ground, my husband came home one night and he just said, we are bankrupt. There are credit agencies that are coming to us for money that, that he had been able to hide. I mean, we we lost everything. And so um, I knew in that moment that meant the end of the band, even though by all the standards we were very successful. And we, in fact, the record label just brought a new single to radio, uh, This Little Light of Mine, and it was exploding. And so by all standards, on the outside successful, on the inward breaking apart. And here's what I learned that season that I so want to give people as a gift is that I don't feel like was given to me in that moment because I don't know that as people, as whatever, American culture, the church culture, whatever you want to label it as, I do not think that we are good at giving people the space to grieve. It was almost as if people would say things to me like, oh, great, your band fell apart and you are facing bankruptcy. This is wonderful. Now you can finally be a stay-at-home mom. You know, sentiments that I think in the heart they meant well, but were so damaging for me, um, as if I hadn't already been trying to be a good mom, you know, or mm-hmm. or now you can really focus on your writing or, you know, and what was behind those statements and those sentiments that I think people just spout off is we don't know how to sit in the tension of brokenness with people. We don't know how to sit with somebody and say, well, you know what, right now life just kind of sucks and I'm so sorry and I'm sitting here with you in it. Um, instead of that, people wanted to fix me really, really fast. And the problem with that is I wasn't ready to be fixed yet. I, I think we have to give ourselves time to grieve. Um, I think if you're uh, experiencing the loss of a, of a friendship, of a job, of a dream of becoming a mother, say, and, and you cannot beat infertility, um, you fill in the blank of whatever it is you're watching unravel. I think the worst thing that we can do for one another is Oh, here's how we can wrap it up and make it all better really fast for you. The truth is some things aren't made better that quickly. And some things that we just have to sit for a bit and feel the grief and feel the pain and experience it. Because when we experience it and when we live it and we lean into it, um, the, the point of grief is that we can step into eventually new life. But if we can't get past the grieving or we're not allowed to, it, it becomes very hard for us to move into a phase where new things can begin to take root and spring up from the ground. Jenny, this is something that I have said before to Lip Talk Nation, so I'm so thankful that you are pointing this out. 
give mm. people time to grieve. I totally agree with yeah. you. It, it, you know, with American standard or even the church sp- standard, we have people automatically assuming, and I think it's a muscle memory. They say it just because it's been mm-hmm. said to them, you know, yeah. oh, now you can be a stay at home mom. What painful words those are to someone right. who hasn't <laughs> grieved. I'm serious. You know, I was told that I wasn't reading yeah. the Bible enough, you know, when I was, you know, in going through depression. And so I understand and lip talk mm. nation, Jenny just pointed out to you that it's okay to feel it. It's okay. Let yourself feel. So then you can allow yourself to be fixed. It's not that anybody can tell you how to fix it. Jenny, thank you for this point because it's home for me as well. I am mesmerized by the way that you can tell a story. I've told you this before, but I am. (laughs) You certainly have a unique gift to communicate. Currently, you have your own album out now, and you're traveling again, which is very exciting. And what is it like? Yes, I want to know, and I'm sure the listeners want to know, what is it like to continue living out your calling? Oh my gosh, I'm in the most life-giving season I've ever been in. And and if nothing else, I love the fact that I get to get on stage. And now it's not 20,000 people in an arena like it was with Addison Road. Now it's often 50 people in a small church or in a coffee shop or in a bar somewhere. And I tell stories about how God is faithful and how, how life can start over again and how new dreams can spring up in the most unlikely places. Um, you know, five years ago, and never in my wildest dreams would I have told you I would be able to write a book. And the book is a bit my story, but more than that, it's permission. It's it's a permission for other people to grieve and to bury and to be lost for a bit and to not know exactly what comes next. And then to trust in the cycle that at the end of it, it comes new life and becomes um, it's it's the becoming. It's it's newness coming forth. And uh, had you told me five years ago, I would I would be doing this, I would have laughed and thought, no way, but it's so life-giving because it's not what I imagined and it's not what I dreamed and it's actually better. Um, and I don't say that lightly. There's so much of it that's just so rich and life-giving to get on a stage and to know that I really shouldn't be there, that success that night is not measured by how many people show up. Success that night is that I showed up. Success for uh, for people that are battling depression or walking through divorce or heartache or whatever it is. You know, success is maybe not necessarily that you get remarried and have a perfect marriage or that you ever are free from the disease of depression. Success is that we wake up the next day and we keep breathing and we keep being faithful to life, to be faithful to that moment and that day. And so every time I get on stage now, I'm like, it's a victory. I kept going. And, and out of that has come new things that I could have never dreamed or imagined. It wasn't because I kept going and I was like miraculously stored and everything was perfect all over again. It's not like this big happy ever after. It's day by day, little beautiful testament of this is what it looks like to just wake up and be faithful to today. Jenny, okay, I just had an aha moment with you and I'm sure Live Talk mm-hmm. Nation did too because of the way that you defined success. And a lot of people mm-hmm. ask this question, you know, define success, you know, and you hear all these kind of different answers, but you just said success is that I showed up. Not right. that your audience showed up, but that I, yep. it, it's all about you. Jenny, that yep. is resonating with me again. You've given so many valuable mm. tips. And Lip Talk Nation, I hope <laughs> that you're taking notes on this. You know, success <laughs> is defined as I showed up. Okay. Right. Now, in your book, Jenny, we, you know, yeah. I know that you put in your mantra 
And mm-hmm. we are huge fans here at Life in Purple of affirmations and mantras. In your book, Jenny, you came to the point where you told the negative voice in your head to shut up. I about fell out when I read that. You said, <laughs> shut up. That's almost what I did, but I love the way that you described it. So will you tell us what your <laughs> mantra is or if you have any other affirmations that you tell yourself? Mm-hmm. I love that. Shut up is a really good one. Um, mostly because I, you know, as an artist, I feel like that's 90% of my battle is just quieting the voices inside that tell me that um, there's already too many stories and there's already plenty of songs and there's a lot of great storytellers. So why why should I have the audacity to think I have anything to offer to any of that? And um, and so I spend a good bit of my time just telling the voices, those voices that say those things to shut up. Madeline Engel says it best in this book called Walking on Water. It's a beautiful book. And she says, um, the only thing that you and I are responsible for is to bring forth that thing that was put inside of us. That's it. She says, and she, she references the Virgin Mary and she said, God didn't come to her and say, you have to bring forth Jesus and then you need to do his big long checklist and make sure he's a successful human and uh, all this stuff. None of that was said. Her only job was to be faithful to bring him forth. That's it. And, um, and I loved that. I thought, that's brilliant. That's my job is to bring forth whatever it is that's inside me. Our job is to bring that little bitty thing forth, to be faithful, to give birth to it. And then, and then we don't have to worry about what comes next right away. Exactly. I'm sitting on the edge of my chair just by that quote alone, walking on water from mm-hmm. the book, bring forth yes. what was put inside us. Lip Talk yes. Nation, there are things inside of you that need to be brought out and you must let yourself use Jenny, mm-hmm. le- learn from Jenny and all the valuable tips that she has brought to the table right now listening. Again, I hope you're taking notes <laughs> and you're telling yourself like Jenny did, 90% of her battle is to tell herself yeah. to shut up. I love it. I absolutely mm-hmm. love, love, love it, Jenny. Okay, so many people start their journey admiring other people's work. I know that you love your parents. Your parents are your heroes. But who are some of the other heroes or mentors that you have? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. You know, even my sisters, I think. My, so my family is super important to me. They're all in ministry and doing different things. And I just, I learn a lot from her. I'm at my sister's house right now, actually, for a birthday party. And I was just wandering through her house. Um, and she's got little notes written to herself and taped all over the house. Different, like, as scripture verses, but also just notes. Like, I want to be a good mom today. It's just taped in the fridge. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Um, and so I, I've learned a lot from my family there's a, just a whole body of writers, and they're writers and theologians that have deeply inspired me. Robert Benson is probably at the very top of that. In fact, my, my newest music that's out is an EP, and it's called To Be Well. And I've never done this before, but when you open up the EP, there's a quote from one of his books, and the book is called In Between the Dreaming and Coming True. And it's a beautiful book. And so um, I, I kind of wrote a lot of those songs based on that book. And I actually sent it to him. Just one day I was like, okay, I'm just going to suck it up and be a total fangirl and send him this album and tell him how, how grateful I am. And I put my contact info in there and he called me. And he wow. said, hey, I got your package. I was thinking perhaps we could do coffee. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. That's um, awesome. And so he's 
Yeah, he's one of them, and, and he's been very good to um, to help me as a writer and a thinker. And, um, and and there's so many voices like his out there. Madeline Engle is another one. Um, Phyllis Pickle, these are all like writers that just really inspire me. Jenny, okay, so first of all, you gave us another affirmation to think about because you said that your sisters are some of your heroes, and where you are at right now, you have, or your sister has, I want to be a good mom today. Lip Talk Nation, what a challenge that is. I know that some of us struggle just with that thought because we sometimes stay in our PJs or yoga pants all day long, but that note <laughs> would, I think, would rock somebody's world. I want to be a good mm-hmm. mom today. So what an example, and thank you for sharing that part you know, of yeah. you with us. And then you talk about how you sent the note in. I'm in awe with this. I'm like, look at you with the guts. I think that's such a great thing. You're just take action. You're setting the example for all of us. Okay. So I, I, I'm like, let's do this. How else can I do this? My hand is like getting writer's cramp because I'm taking so many notes. Lip talk nation, you need to be also. So thank you for sharing that with us. And it's really important, I believe, to have heroes and mentors, Mm -hmm. Jenny. Uh, I really, really am glad that you do this as well. So you have chosen such a great title for your book. So what is one thing that you would love the listeners to understand about the road to becoming? Right. You know, I think for me, the biggest aha moment I had was that I had really convoluted the gospel. And in a way that um, what I really, really wanted from God um, I've been a believer my whole life, and I, you know, I think very easily we kind of, through our circumstances and the people surrounding us, and even the denominations that we take up, we begin to sort of shape this gospel theory and idea. And, and so what I really wanted was a God who just fixed things, just made it all better right away and tidied it all up. And so there's a verse in Matthew, and it's in Jesus, and he says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. And I realized in my season of becoming that what I had, was really going to God after was come to me all you are weary and I'll give you answers. And that's what I wanted from him. I wanted answers. I want it fixed. I want it put back together. And I'd like it shinier and better than it was before. <laughs> and, um, and instead what, uh, what happened in that season was a profound spiritual switch where God just very kindly said to me, I actually am not in the business of always giving happily ever afters, wrapping it up in little bows. Like what I learned about God in that season was that he's already given the happily ever after. He's already given that. And it's called the Holy Spirit. It's his presence. It's that redemption. And one day all things are made new and restored and made whole. And that's been done. And so what God said to me over and over again was like, I'm here and I'm ready to give you the answer, and the answer is not an answer. The answer is my presence. And is that enough for you or not? And um, and so for me, the, I think the thread throughout the book is learning to let go of this desire for things to be necessarily healed or cured or fixed, though that is definitely natural as a human to want it put back together, but instead going a little bit deeper and saying, you know what, God has given me himself. And that might be better than actually any answer that I get during this season. Jenny, a lot of the listeners out here, Lip Talk Nation, I know that you're broken and you're searching for answers. And I, like you, Jenny, 
I love that you said that, a God who fixes things. You mentioned that it's not about denominations, and I really want to get really raw and serious with the listeners right now because some of them I know may have, you know, be bitter against God or running Mm -hmm. away from him, and Mm -hmm. I really want them to know that he is a God who fixes things. The verse you mentioned, come to me all who are weary and want answers. God does give the answers. But what you pointed out so eloquently is he's already given the happily ever after. What a beautiful, beautiful reminder. Because I think Mm -hmm. we're going to constantly be searching instead of enjoying the moments that we are in. Jenny, exactly. I am I'm so thankful that you're sharing part of your your life here mm-hmm. on Life in Purple. What a beautiful story you. that you have and I know that you are still going places and you're rising above the mediocre. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for that, Jenny. So now we're going to move on to a lightning yeah. round and we're going to get to know <laughs> you on a different okay. level, on a lighter side. So Jenny, I'm going to ask you some questions and I would love for you just okay. to share the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you okay. ready? Yes. Are I'm you ready? ready? All right. Got it. Okay. So if you could have a superpower, Jenny, what would it be? Uh, I would have been to be like Santa Claus, give gifts. Santa Claus. <laughs> That's so great. My- I'm a gift giver. I love giving gifts. If I could just give people perfect gifts all the time, oh, it would be the best superpower ever. Gift giver. Lip Talk Nation, did you grab that? That Jenny is a gift giver, so she likes gifts as well. Ha, ha, ha. I'm just kidding. I, I <laughs> do. I yes. do. But I love to give them just as much. Cause it's, oh, that's awesome. The bright person makes me happy. Hey, that's my most unique answer so far. I love it. Ooh, yes. Good. All right. So how do you like your coffee? Or if you're not a coffee drinker, how do you like your tea? Oh, coffee is black. Muddy, dark black. What? Black. <laughs> you're a strong woman. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I like it. Well, here's the problem. I, I learned to drink coffee uh, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It was my New Year's resolution. And um, I was tired of being like the one unhipster human being that didn't drink it. And so my husband said, listen, babe, you drink, you have so much sugar in your diet already. If you're going to drink coffee, you cannot do frou-frou coffee with all the syrups in it because you cannot afford to have more sugar in your diet. And so he's like, if you didn't learn it, you just, you got to learn how to drink black. And I did. And I love it. Really? Yeah, I know. It's crazy, but I really, really just dark black. Cuban is my favorite. Really? Uh, That's actually very impressive. Wow. (laughs) Straight up black, Lip Talk Nation. Mm -hmm. Check that out. Okay, Jenny, will you share with us your most embarrassing moment? Oh, gosh. Um, Like, how do I even pick which one? (laughs) Um, There's so many. I'm going to go with the time I um, fell off stage. And it was on a Sunday morning at a church with about maybe a thousand people in there. And it was right after the offertory special where I was the special music, a very old school church. And I tripped twice over my shoes and ended up on my knees, like going down the stairs uh, in front of this auditorium. I ended on the bottom of the floor, my dress torn, my bra showing. And um, the entire congregation just like collective goes, oh. uh, and I'm just on my knees um, on on the bottom after I've slid down six stairs. <laughs> really special. Oh my goodness, you're, you're like really special. Yes, it was mortifying. Uh, definitely pretty 
embarrassing, but thankfully that moment is over and you have moved oh. on, thankfully. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It was so, and nobody knew what to do. So finally, I, you know, I throw my hands up in the air and I go, I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. And they all die laughing. And I walked out like so put together, you know, just like smiling it <laughs> off and just sobbed. I sobbed for an hour. <laughs> oh, Jenny. I'm glad you so can laugh about it now. Uh, yeah, I can, I can. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> yes. Well, I want to know, and Lip Talk Nation wants to know, what's your favorite holiday? Oh, Christmas. Of I'm course. Christmas I was expecting that answer since you want to be Santa Claus <laughs> as your superpower. Yes. That's yes. so awesome. I love that. My dad, my dad sent a screenshot this week to all my sisters, and um, uh, there's just three of us, but he sent a screenshot, and he said, guess what XM Radio has, and it's Santa Claus Christmas Music uh, Station. Um, And it started November 1st. My dad's already listening. I come by it. I come by honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so uh, now I'm moving on to, and I really want to know what your favorite movie is. Oh, Mira. (laughs) This is so embarrassing. It's a wonderful life. See, that's great. That's a good movie. It's It's a wonderful life, Lip Talk Nation. Boom, there you have it. All right, final li- lightning round question. Big yeah. argument out there. I ask all my guests this question. How does your toilet paper roll? Is it top or is it bottom? Oh, bottom all the way. <laughs> you cannot have it on the top. Oh, it's not no. right. Oh, this is very interesting. Okay, so <laughs> I say bottom as well, but we I've adjusted to my husband who wants it on the top. But I, I say, go you, Jenny. Keep it on the bottom. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> you know what? 14, we've been married almost 14 years, and I literally still take it and, and, and fix it. <laughs> almost just to, like, torture him, I, I think, secretly. That's awesome. Lip Talk Nation, there you go. Something to be, you know, due to your roommate or to your spouse. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jenny, thank you so much. So I want to know... Do you have any final advice, Jenny, for our listeners that are facing brokenness? Mm, my favorite verse in the Bible is Isaiah 43, and I love it because you're right. God gives answers, and the answer is himself. And um, and, and so my advice for broken people is as much as you might be away from God or away from that voice of truth inside of you, I believe that God is just, he's everywhere, and he's, he's loving, he's compassionate. And, um, and he's kind and merciful and actively engaged and walks with us and just walks with us. And for me, that is the answer. In my brokenness, that's the answer because I can be fixed or cured on this side of, of heaven. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to stay that way. Um, and so for me, I, I used to be this girl with great big dreams and those great big dreams defined me and defined my life. And now I'm a girl with great big dreams, but they don't define me and they don't define my life. And that's the most freeing place I've ever been. I think there's a way for us to dream big and to be passionate and and to be artistic and creative and bring forth life in whatever sphere that we're in, but that not be the end of the story. And the end of the story is Isaiah 43, and it's this God who says, fear not, I go with you. When you walk through the waters, I'm with you. When you go through rivers, you won't drown. When you walk through fires, you won't be burned up because you're mine and you belong to me. And I love that passage because it goes on and it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Do not perceive it. I am doing a new thing. And I would say to anyone who's in a broken season, 
to step back. And if you have no other words to pray, remind yourself of that first part, fear not. I'm the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. I have called you by my name. You're known by name. And then step back and begin to pray that, that you may not perceive it yet, but that there are good things in store for you, that there are things in the works that you can't see yet, but it looks a lot like life on the other side of a desert. Jenny, I couldn't explain this better myself. You just balanced Mm. it out, you know, with the people going through brokenness that it's about fearing not. Isaiah 43, do not dwell on the past. These are beautiful things. So there's not much I can add except Lip Talk Nation. I hope that you heard her well on this. Do not dwell Mm. on the past. Big dreams, there is a balance. You don't let the big dreams define you. And you're not saying don't dream big because definitely God wants us to. I believe that. However, you really eloquently uh, gave us a balance to that. So thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you for letting us get to know you as a successful woman. You are definitely (laughs) a shining light to many and living a life in purple. Will you share with the listeners where they can learn more about you and how they can purchase your book and CD? Absolutely. JennySimmons.com is my website. It's J-E-N-N-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-S. And you can get the book on Amazon or any um, Barnes & Noble, any bookstore that you shop at. And um, and then join me on Facebook. Um, that's where I interact with most people and put quotes and pictures of my family and crazy stuff like that. And so the Facebook is just Facebook backslash Jenny Simmons Music. Jenny Simmons Music. Love it. Lip Talk Nation, did you catch that? She interacts with people on Facebook. And go to her website, JennySimmons.com, or find her on Amazon. Thank you once again, Jenny, for spending time with us here at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and hearing your story, Jenny, and letting our listeners glean value from your experiences. Lip Talk Nation. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. And if you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And for our Android users, send me a quick email to lara at larasbragg.com. We certainly appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.